Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 72 of the Showbound Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Raskin, and as always, joined by Ethan Cardwell. Cards, what's going on, bud? You know what? Just chilling. I, I just got back from the course. Um, I had a busy day today, though, man. I was, uh, I was up early doing some schoolwork because I'm on the school grind. So I don't know if I don't know if you know, you know, Athabasca University online. Yeah. So I do my courses through there and it gives you like it gives you six months to finish and stuff. But mm-hmm. I always leave my stuff to the to the end. Right. So <laughs> I'm in the final month now and I'm grinding it out. But <laughs> I've got a passing grade for sure. Soaring. Uh, we're soaring for sure. So go, uh, I'm good to go. Like the, the grades are there. It's just like do I really want to do school and I could be on the golf course, but no. So I, I got up early, did a bit of that cause I'm a good student. And then I went to the gym first leg day, actually since, oh. uh, yeah. You're going to be crawling the next two days. <laughs> yeah. Next week I may be recovered by next week's episode, but yeah, it was, it was ugly, man. I, I was doing back squats and I'm like, Oh, two weeks, like without doing like, a leg workout like riding the bike and stuff but like two weeks without lifting your leg like legs it is so hard to get back into um and then yeah golfed and i skated yesterday actually um for the first time since we got knocked out too so the hands were rusty but the boots felt good i think uh some congratulations are in order though and um, you and your saint Catharines falcons have won the what'd you guys win what's it called uh the golden horseshoe conference so they the conference final now it's in the champion they're in the championships now the sutherland cup so now you're looking to snag that ring like a greasy ring yeah well i haven't told the listeners about this yet so um when the brock season ended I'll also before i even say that because there's an echo in my room i don't know if you can hear it. i'm in guelph right now um i'm staying yeah, yeah. i'm staying in on university of guelph residence right now i'm at the for those who don't know, I'm doing my MBA at Guelph, Masters of Business Administration. We have the Lang Business School uh, Business Conference right now for the week. So I'm, I'm here. Podcast setup isn't ideal. And I hear my own voice echoing in my room. So it's kind of annoying. And the walls are thin. Like my neighbor behind me here, like I hear him on the phone with his wife and stuff. So I know he's just listening to me talk right now too. Um, Good. We have one more listener to the pod this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I apologize to him. But anyway, so um, yeah, so when the when the Badgers were finished, I the St. Catharines Falcons, which is the the GOJHL team, Junior B team in, in St. Catharines, they're going on a run. So they asked me to help video coach them. And I said, of course. So, um, you know, I started in the first round. They sweep the first round, sweep the second round, win the third round 4-2. And now they're in the finals. So, um, yeah, I might grease my way to a, to a ring here. A little redemption for losing in the finals with Brock this year. But it's been fun, man. And these kids are great. So, um it's really cool. And, uh, but anyway, with that said, like I, I got out on the course today too, in Guelph here, Aris yeah, Valley Golf like? Country Club, beautiful place. And you shot a nice, but dude, I'll, I'll say like, I'm going to announce your score and it was a one Oh five today, an honest one. And I give you, I give you credit for counting every shot, even past a hundred. And like, cause like, you know, there's so many players, man, that like, they'll just like shave shots. And it's like, okay, like you're going to tell yourself you shot, I don't know, per se, you're in your shoes today, like 99. Well, I shot a 97 last week, like a quote 97, remember? But it was like a 102, 103. Yeah, exactly. So, like, at least when you keep every shot, it's just like, okay, like, at least I know, like, next time if I shoot a 101, it's actually improving. Like, and then you get better better from there. It's just like, it annoys me when people go, yeah, okay, like, I was, I was 72 today. 
like what do you mean but you were you were like a 77 i think at least but yeah no i shot an honest 105 and i'm telling you dude i could be so good at golf if i could putt i was i i had like a lot of green and regs today man i was i was i was three putting everything everything um yeah and if I didn't, I would have been, I would have had such a good score. I was hitting the ball. Like I'd never hit it before. I had, you could ask my buddy too. I had like seven or eight legitimate par putts that I, I missed every single one of them. Didn't make one part. You probably ended up three putting them from the par putt attempts. I did. Well, it was my second putt would have been for par. Like I, I had a cup, I had two looks at birdie and I two really? putted them for, for Bogue. Um, or well, or three putted them. I can't even remember, but, but I mean, it was just, it could have been a lot better, but anyway, um, it was good. I got out with my buddy, um, who I hadn't seen in a while and it was a nice, nice track. So it was fun and the weather was nice, but, uh, it was windy though, man. Like I played today. It was, yeah. It was so damn windy out there. Like I was battling it and I got like, my face is all windburned and stuff, but it, it, it was windy. Where'd you go for dinner? Uh, there's this bar thing on campus. It's called brass taps on campus here. Oh, nice. um, it's a it's a good spot the meal's free so shout out well i mean it's not free i'm paying my tuition for it but um <laughs> it's not bad i wanted to say i told you this but this was the sickest thing ever i mean <laughs> the the argos thing i want to tell the listeners okay, so yeah i uh we we have breakfast 7 30 a.m and uh the argo the toronto argonauts the cfl team in toronto is is here at guelph as well for their training camp and uh they're you know we're sharing meals with them and stuff like that and i know they're on campus so i'm not gonna like bug them or anything like they're doing their thing anyway so i show up a little late to breakfast on the first day and there's no seats left uh with all the nba people except there's one seat open at this argos table so i was like oh that's perfect like i walk up and i was like hey boys like you mind if i sit with you They're like no go ahead come on and uh we sit down um these guys are absolute beauties and you know we're just chopping it up for a while um probably sat there for over an hour they're they're actually on strike right now it's a pretty fascinating thing i won't get too far into it but they're in a labor dispute with the cfl um so we were talking finance we were talking all sorts of stuff but it was fascinating so anyway the one of them uh asked me he's like what's your twitter i was like why do you want my twitter like you want to follow me um and i was like i don't even use it and he's like no like uh i'll follow you follow me back and you can just dm me whenever you want tickets I'm like, no, no way. Like you're a beauty. So he follows me on Twitter. I follow him back and I sent you the screenshot. I just messaged him. Like it was nice to meet him. And he's like, yeah, like, you know, just let me know whenever you want tickets. So I have Argos tickets whenever I want. And I want to shout out the Argos for being just down to earth, like great guys that, you know, just let a random guy have breakfast with them. So that was, that was uh cool. And now I see him passing by at every meal and we always say hi. And, um, Wait, but, but cool. let me check. When does like, so say the labor strike goes off and everything. Like they get back to playing. When do they Argos normally start anyway? They said their first preseason game is here at Guelph on June 3rd. So the, at least the preseason would start June 3rd. Dude, we got to definitely take them up on those. T- I want to like, let I'll meet you down there. We'll go and just have a sick time. That, that would be sweet. Cause I, I love going to NFL games all the time. Like when I can, but we're, obviously we're pretty far from, from the States and no team yeah. in Canada. Right. So CFL is the closest thing we got. And it's, it's always good fun to go to an Argos game, good entertainment. Um, crowds always buzzing too. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, they were nice. The guy I was sitting beside too at the table. He's the the long snapper. Uh, he's, <laughs> this is his ninth year in the CFL and he's been a long snapper and he played at Guelph as well. 
And he was, he was, and this guy's shredded, bro. Like he's like the biggest dude I'd ever seen tall and jacked and he's a long snapper and you don't even really get hit. Like you can have a long career like that. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, enough, enough Argos talk. There, there's a lot of stuff going on, but it's been busy. I also, I do want to say too, might as well get ahead of this one. I I'm, I'm podcasting a little tipsy right now. I, uh, as cards, you know, I just got back from dinner. It's, it's a 15 PM here on Tuesday night. And, um, we were kind of like we'll be honest we were scrambling a bit for a guest right and uh like it's not even like that it's just like everyone's just like it's either like everyone's finishing their season right now or they're still going or they just finished and they're like on vacation or guys are on the golf course or they're doing this or that it's like it's kind of like heck we need we almost need it like probably like two weeks till everything calms down like most of the teams are out yeah guys guys are settled like guys in the nhl playoffs aren't taking the time to do podcasts no they're not doing this so like it's tough for us right now but i'm sure yeah two weeks like let the dust settle a little bit like Mm -hmm. it'll be easy in the summer and stuff and and I want to relay that kind of, I, I know you, you were, you're saying you're tipsy because you had a couple beers and we, yeah, we, we honestly weren't sure what we were going to do, but we, we're not really like a podcast that kind of like talks hockey, like and analyzes the game and gives our opinions quite a lot. So like we thought it'd be cool to use this episode and we're going to be joined by Jack Thompson who absolutely torched the OHL playoffs this year. So we'll hear from him in a bit. He'll just hop on kind of, shoot the shit a little bit with the boys and mm-hmm. but like i was saying we want to talk about the nhl playoffs and kind of i don't know Rask, do you want to kind of just skim through every series and give give our thoughts on how they went and like and then make some predictions for round two yeah i i think we should start with the leafs because that's the one i'm most uh traumatized by um, right and actually dude did you hear about marner yes oh my god i i'm so thankful he's okay bro let's just for those who don't know, I'm sure everyone does. He was carjacked at gunpoint, got his car stolen at gunpoint, and he's okay. But so scary. Like, he could have died, man. That's the scariest thing ever. That's unbelievable. Dude, like, yeah. Thankfully, everyone's okay. He wasn't injured or anything like that. So, oh, Can you imagine the carjackers, though? They're, they're, they're going, they plan, they're doing a job, and then all of a sudden they see in the news, like, Mitch Marner's car gets So they're probably like, oh, we screwed up. <laughs> like, yeah, like. They're, no, they're like, this is cool. Yeah. This is going to be a sick story. Yeah, until they're in jail for the rest of their lives. In jail for sure, but, but crazy that that happened, man. But I'm glad he's okay. He's the best. Okay. Coming from a Leafs fan, I said Tampa all the way. Like, I, I, I had no doubt. I know you wanted Leafs, like, 100%. So, let's hear it. What are your thoughts on the heartbreak? Five years in a row, is that game seven? I don't know how I don't want to count, but it's been a long time. I'll I'll say I've, I don't remember the Leafs ever getting out of the first round in my life, so well, I've they never seen it happen. Lifetime, I don't think they they got out in two thousand four, but I don't remember it. Um, <laughs> and uh, anyway, so yeah, where do I start? I'll say this. I mean, the Leafs played well. It wasn't like we got embarrassed by Montreal last year. Like we played, we <laughs> yeah. the Leafs played. I forgot you were on the team. <laughs> <laughs> the Leafs played well, but um, Vasilevsky, it's like, that's, you, it, it really just shows you. And not that Campbell played bad, but a goalie like him can win you a cup or like when you are around, you know, like Carey Price took um, Montreal to the final. It, it all, goaltending is such a big piece of it. I heard this quote, I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast, but um, it's like a, an old hockey quote. 
when you have a good goalie, that's 70% of the battle. When you don't, it's a hundred percent of the battle. Um, it makes sense. And, but, but the point, like, I don't know what to say other than I knew they were going to lose the second we lost game six. I knew we were going to lose game six in Tampa. I'm saying we, by the way, I don't really care. It's our team, Toronto. And uh, I, I don't know what to say, but I'll, I'll, I'll say this. A lot of people were asking me like, oh, do you think Dubas and, and Keith are going to get fired? And I know now it's come out that they won't, but these high-end guys that Dubas has put on the ice, he shouldn't get fired for, and he won't for, for the Leafs losing in the playoffs. It's not his fault. This team's good. It really is. It was the best Leafs team in history in terms of wins and points. So, um, and, and Keith and Dubas are staying. I, I don't know what it's going to take to get over the first round cards. Like, I have no clue. Maybe they need a guy like you, but it's, uh, it's frustrating. I try, honestly, straight up, Last year, I had such high expectations, and they lost. This year, I went in. I wanted them to win. I knew they weren't, so I wasn't even that disappointed because I expected it. Well, you don't – like, it's such Leafs lock, though, man. Like, of course, of all teams, like, either Boston would have beat them or you get the back-to-back Stanley Cup champs. So, it was a lose-lose. And like you said, game six, actually crazy enough. I don't know if I said it on the pod last week my billets ended up going to game six, like my billets. Yeah. They went to Tampa and they caught like a Jays game the next day and stuff. Pretty cool. Um, they sidetracked a bit back on track, but yeah, it was like, they, we should have won game six. They deserved to win game six. They played better. Um, and then once they lose that one, it's just like Vasilevsky's not going to open up the floodgates and let a bunch in, in a game seven, and then on top of that, Tampa just kind of shut it down. They got that first one, shut it down. And then as soon as it tied up, they responded right away. And then, again, just kind of shut it down and didn't give the Leafs too much opportunity to, like, get in good scoring positions. And then after that, when they did, Vasilevsky was there to shut the door. Like you said, he, he's a huge piece. And that, they, could go, they could go far this year again just because of him. And let's, let's move on. I, I know we're just torturing the Leafs fans who are listening to this by hearing more and more about the series. But – that's that I had no thought I had no expectations neither did you so I want to I want to talk about this series because it was it was crazy and game seven itself was insane um Calgary Edmonton or no not Edmonton that's this round Uh, versus Dallas yeah I mean goes without saying Jake Ottinger is nasty um I mean all the talk has been about McDavid really but um to, to not kind of repeat what everyone's saying, well, I also want to say I put a, a future on Edmonton when they were down 3-2 in the series. I knew they were going to win. And it paid oh, we're talking good. about uh, Calgary now. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I, when you said Edmonton, I got, I got immediately signed. I, I messed with to... you, but he, he, just for the folks, he has tips. He, he did say it before, so we'll let it slide. Yeah, well, I'm now. talking this one up to the beers, man. And, 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 for the, the, record, editing, and the editing could get rough today too with that, but I'll let me talk about Calgary. So you know, which team we're talking about first and then you hop in on the second half here. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a, uh, it was a crazy series back and forth. Like one wins one, the next team wins one. And like you said, Ottinger, unbelievable 67 shots, I believe on that in that uh, game seven. And, the overtime goal, Goudreau absolutely picked the corner. Like, you're not going to do too much of that. Like, he picked a pop yeah, size goal and shot. put it in there. But so. do, you, that, do you think that shouldn't go in in the NHL? Even a shot like that where he picks one? Like, I'm not going to say any shot should have gone, should have or shouldn't have gone in on Ottinger that night. Like, you can't 
67, like if the stars were told before the game that they're going to have 67 shots against and give up three goals, they would say, yep, we'll take it and test our luck. And they were just outmatched. Um, It was playing like they didn't, they couldn't compete with Calgary and Calgary is a wagon of a team and that series is going to be amazing. So let's flip over to the Edmonton one where you uh, put a little future on uh, Edmonton. You were saying, yeah, when they were down three, two to LA there, I, I knew they were going to win. I think a lot of us did. They're, they're the better team, and the, uh, the odds were good, so I went for it, and it paid out. But, yeah, obviously, like I was saying, McDavid, unbelievable player. There's no doubt. I don't need to go down that road. We all know it. But the Oilers look like – and I know McDavid and Drysaddle were on for most goals, but the Oilers look like a team that can win games finally instead of a line that can win games. And mm-hmm. – Although it is the line winning them games. Like what's important is the other ones can play, which was the problem before. Like they were all minus the other lines, except for McDavid lines for years. Like now, now they can play, man. And, and honestly, Mike Smith has been solid. Like there, there was a lot of questions about the goaltending, right. And, you know, they delivered all it takes is one person to step up, man. And Mike Smith, if he steps up in the second round, they could beat Calgary. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Calgary is obviously like, dynamite like they they have offense and they come at you in waves and they don't give up much Sutter's doing an amazing job there uh but yeah that that Edmonton series and I heard a quote from dry settle he just said like we looked into Connor's eyes like McDavid's eyes before the game and you could just tell like he wasn't gonna let us lose and that's what good leaders do like he kind of just took that team on his back said there's no way we're losing this game and grabbed control of the game and took over the series and took them to the second round and it's awesome to see them kind of move on a little bit and see what they can do in this playoffs. Cause there's been a lot of heat on McDavid and dry saddle as well about being such good players who could never kind of push uh, far into the playoffs. So we'll see if this is their year, but it's setting up for an amazing battle of Alberta in the, in the playoffs. And I mean, Sutter was talking today, like you got the blues who were uh, Stanley cup champions in 2019. You got, Tampa, who are back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. You have a state rivalry in Florida and Tampa, which was a matchup of last year, I'm pretty sure. Then you got the Battle of Alberta. And then you got Colorado, who won the President's Trophy this year. Like, there's wagons of teams in there this year. And it's, it's going to be an amazing second round. I, I want to quickly touch on Colorado. I, I mean, we, we've said it since day one, so there's no point in getting into depth about it. They're, they're unbelievable. Yeah, now the one thing I'm thinking, we all know we picked them to win the cup and stuff, but how often does the favorite end up winning in any sport? Like, really, it, mo- most of the time it doesn't, right? No, it doesn't, but they look so good. It's so hard not to pick them, and we're going to get a glimpse. Like, St. Louis knows how to win. They still have so much winning culture, but I, I just don't don't see them losing to St. Louis, that's for sure, and I didn't, I didn't see Minnesota losing to St. Louis, to be quite honest, either. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, Kaprizov, uh, Fiala, they got the yeah, young goalie kid. Like, good. And I had picked St. Louis as my first-round upset in my bracket, so I actually picked that one. And I agree Colorado is going to beat St. Louis. I, think, I still think Colorado is going to win. But it, it makes me wonder, I mean, when you look at the Leafs, who have so much skill in scoring up and down, and you look at St. Louis, who, you know, they're a tough team that can beat you down at the end of the day, you're playing a four to seven game series. If you're making a team to win a cup, are you modeling it more like Toronto or are you modeling it more like St. Louis? St. Louis. 
right? And, sure. and now it makes me question, like, it makes me question everything, really. Like, how, how far can the Leafs go until they really make changes? Like, guys like, guys like Colton Pareko, Ryan O'Reilly, like guys who can, who can play and play hard. And, uh, I mean, you just – you went through a battle of a first-round series. Like, you know how hard it is when you're getting hit over and over. Like, you know every time you're getting a puck deep, you're going to have to take a hit and, and that sort of stuff. And it wears you down game after game, right? Like it, and, and you want to be the one who's – your team is making those hits instead of always getting beat up. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing about the playoffs is, like, you know the end is so close that if you make a mistake, it's right there. And it's like it would be so easy to give up but it's like the difference between the team that it just outwills the other team. I don't know. Like there's obviously other variables, but if two teams line up, it's just the team who just wants it more really. And it's, it's compete every night. They just go out there and they work and they work and they pour it on every single night. And it's incredible. And like you said, like designing teams, like you look at a team like Boston, those guys have taken pay cuts for years. They could be making a lot more, a lot of those guys there. And they've done it to keep that core group together and to be championship contenders every year. And they were this year too. And that, that series was a good series, obviously with no Freddie that hurt Carolina. And that's why I think it went to seven, but you can't ever sleep on the Bruins. It, 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 that was a great series. I don't know if you watch game seven, an amazing game seven. As yeah, well. I did. Um, the one thing I actually, we can't forget about this one. We need to talk about the Pittsburgh, New York series. And right. It started with the triple overtime game where um, his name is slipping my mind. I can't believe it. Domingue. Domingue comes in after eating like, what was it? Like hot wings or something. Um, yeah. And, and wins, wins that game, which was crazy. And uh, then obviously there's the Crosby headshot. And so like, there was so many storylines that go in. And, and actually going back to when we, what we started, when we started the podcast, we talked about guys being busy and stuff. Someone I want to get on after the playoff run who we've had on before. I want to get Braden Schneider back on coming off like basically a full season in the NHL playing in the playoffs every night. We should, we, we should look into, into that one. I think that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. And he's so, so nice. Like he would do all these Western Canadian guys. Like they just, they're yeah. so great. <laughs> but that, that was a crazy series, man. And like, how about that goal by Gensel too? My God. Yeah. Goal, goal, goal of the playoffs, no doubt. But you look at a guy like Shesterkin and, in that game six, when the pens look like you go up to nothing, you're like, okay, we're on home ice. Like we should put this one away and steal the series. And everyone's like, Oh, Shesterkin, Shesterkin looks, he looks nervous. He's young. He's kind of like, he's almost a rookie really. He only has like a hundred starts or something, but the guy, he's going to win the Vesna this year. He, he's the best goalie in the world. And you see that pass he makes just to spark that team. And it turns the whole thing around. And just like that, the Rangers are now going and, and then a lucky bounce on that Kreider goal in game six to allow that one to go in. And, you know, maybe if you have Jari or Smith in net, those don't go, but that's just the way things go. And obviously when you're missing a generational talent like Crosby, it doesn't help anything. And I don't think losing, missing him for a few games and then him having to hop back. I don't know. He probably wasn't fully ready just forcing it for a game seven, but that was crazy series, man. And, so evenly matched teams to be honest really and but you give pittsburgh the goaltending they need and healthy crosby i I think they win that series yep yeah i agree i I was really rooting for pittsburgh especially after the crosby injury um 
it, it sucks to see, but dude, Crosby was on another level and he doesn't get talked about enough. All season he's been on another level too. I mean, he's been typical Crosby, like we all know. But uh, because there's so many young studs in the league now, like he doesn't get the recognition, but he's still getting it done, just like Ovechkin is too. And Ovechkin gets a lot of credit because he's scoring a lot of goals. Crosby's making plays, dominating the games on both ends of the ice. And I think he, you know, he did get the credit in the playoffs, but he was doing it all year too. But uh, Pittsburgh, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the summer with them. That's all. Like, will they keep it together? I, I don't think so. But it'll, uh, like, can you foresee Crosby on a different team, or you think he stays till he retires? I don't think Crosby's contract up. I don't think so. I think um, even if it's not up, it's like, would you want to keep a guy like that knowing, you know, it's rebuild time. Like you really, you know, you got to rebuild at some point and the amount of value you can get for Crosby. Imagine trading Crosby at the deadline, how much you can get from like a, any playoff contender would kill, would pay anything for a guy like him. Like, you know, it's about, like, the value you can get on his return. And I saw a quote today. He plans on playing for at least three more years, like, that sort of stuff. Like, he's he's not going anywhere. But just his value, man, for a team that wants to go for it is so high, especially after this run. Through the roof. And he doesn't make, like, he, his contract's, like, absurd, like really high. But it's not, like, insane high, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it, it could pick him up and, like, make some room, shift some things around. And you're going to have to give Pittsburgh – a young talent or a few young talents and some picks to get him. But Crosby was my favorite player growing up. I'm looking around my face, but I got two Crosby jerseys over there and he's been incredible to watch along with Latang and Melk. And so who knows what happens there, but I don't know. They, it's been an amazing run that they've been on. You, you don't win three cups by mistake and they're, they're champions. So we'll see what they do and we'll see what unfolds there. But uh, I guess time will tell for that. So, before we send it over to the other interview, let's let's do some predictions for this round. And I, I don't know where you Florida's up one nothing last time I checked. Okay, uh, I don't know any of the scores, but I, I'm gonna pick Tampa over Florida. Okay. Um, yeah, you, you pick in that series, and we'll go to the next. I I want to say I, I think Tampa might win too, just because of that championship pedigree. But the the thing that makes me want to pick the Panthers is they got so much, like, so much bad blood from last year, and they lose in that game seven in the first round, I believe. Like, I, I I'm pretty sure I'm right on that, but yeah. don't quote me. Um, and they they want it, so they go up. I I think they win game one for sure. I know they're up one nothing. Tampa's tired. They just had a long, grueling series versus the Leafs, overtimes, everything like that. So I do think that uh, – I don't know. I'm not going to make a prediction on that one. I'll, I'll choose Florida just to go against you, but I do think Tampa has a great shot of winning that just because they know how to win. Um, second series we'll go to is Hurricanes versus who? Rangers. Rangers. Got it. Um. Oh, this is a tough one. I mean, do we know anything about Freddie's status? Yeah, I. Brendan Moore said he's gonna play. I'm pretty sure. So I'm I'm choosing Canes in six. Yeah, I want to go Canes. I don't know games. I, I'm gonna go seven games, man. Um, I'll I'll pick the Canes. But dude, like same thing as I think what I said in the first round. Like Shisterkin could steal it if he wants to. So, but I'm gonna go Canes. Honestly, Shisterkin looked a little shaky at some points in the first round. No, that's what I was saying. But like. Then yeah. he then stepped it up, you know, like made that unbelievable pass. That pass, like, that's world class. You Better don't see that. I can do. <laughs> <laughs> Better than most. 
<laughs> we'll leave it at that. But okay, so we're both on board with the Canes there. Battle of Alberta. Um, I really want Edmonton to win. To be honest, uh, will they win though? I'd uh, I'd ha- I have to pick Calgary, but I, I am cheering for Edmonton. But I do think Calgary's going to win. I think Calgary again in six. I don't think there can be like this many game sevens, man. There was already five in the first round out of eight, and there was only three all of last year's playoffs. And everyone's talking about how crazy it is. And it's the teams who are going to get worn down. These teams playing seven games and just grinding. So that's why I like our team, Colorado. Yeah. And what do you think? How many games does it take? Because I know we're both picking Colorado to move on. Hmm. I'm going to go six. I think St. Louis is going to steal a few, especially at home. So I'll go six. Okay. I, I think five. So I'm going, I'm going seven in the Tampa series, six in the other two and five for the Colorado one. Um, and yeah, I guess, I guess we'll see how well these, uh, these comments age. Uh, we haven't been great, but we were on a little bit of a heater last time we started making predictions. So. Yeah, Sometimes we go off for a couple in a row. So we'll see how it goes. Um, should we, yeah. uh, should we get JT in here? Yeah, I guess we could, uh, call him up now. All right. So we'll send it over to Jack Thompson. All right. We're pleased to be joined, uh, by the happiest man alive, Jack Thompson. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm great. Um, I know we were just like talking earlier and we we're just kind of doing an episode where we're, we're just kind of, like we said earlier, shooting the shit. And that's what we're doing here with JT as well. No script, just kind of rolling with the punches here and we want to get into the playoffs a bit so obviously you guys you guys had a good team this year and uh promising playoff run comes to an end um but yeah just talk about it because like we said earlier you absolutely lit it up like I don't have the stats Rask I I know if I ask you you could probably pull it uh, I don't have I JT would know let's ask him <laughs> yeah JT, what are the stats uh 14 points in, uh, <laughs> yeah not bad in what seven? No, eight or nine, I think. Okay, that's a heater. That's as like a, a D man. Let's remind people who don't know. Yeah, that that's like Kale McCarr. So what was going on? Like, obviously, we know like you get really hot when you're hot. So how did you just kind of zone in and get rolling like that? Yeah, as you know, I'm a little bit of a streaky player. I feel like I uh, I get hot and I get cold, but I got hot at the right time. I actually I was hot kind of for like a month going into the playoffs, and then playoffs obviously it's my last year and there's like six of us that were in our last year in the OHL so we were all kind of fired up for playoffs and stuff and then I don't know I just got the bounces I guess uh, in the playoffs and I was pretty pretty zoned in and uh yeah it was fun so JT you mentioned streaky player already and one thing you hear about guys who have like longevity and success in the NHL um they talk about consistency and obviously you're young with like a lot of time to grow, but, but what do you think about that? Like, I know you're laughing, but how do you um, foresee that part of your game going where you can kind of put like, be a consistent player at the next level? Yeah, I think, I think the points for me are sometimes streaky, but I feel like my play is kind of consistent. If that makes any sense. Like no, I'm always going to, I'm always yeah. going to work, but it's just sometimes I don't get the bounces it feels like. And then sometimes I just get ridiculous bounces. So I don't know if that makes any sense, but kind of feel that's how I feel usually it's like I'll be playing good and I just get nothing or or I'm doing the same thing and I get three points in a night so I don't know how how it actually works but yeah yeah because like Rask he's like the type of guy he'll be like so he'll start the year with like 
15 points in his first three games. And then he'll go like half a pitter per game for a while and then do that again. It's just like play the same way. And then the, the points just absolutely come in bunches. It's, it's actually sickening to watch. Like I like for first round of the playoffs. So I'm like, I'm just grinding. Right. And like our games are low scoring and stuff. And I come, come off the ice like after our game and I'm, I'm just like, I maybe get lucky to get one point or like even zero and I'm happy just a battle game. I look on the box score. I'm like, playoffs is supposed to be hard, like three, two, two goals going just like, and walking guys too. Like it, it almost looked like he was playing in the ASHL at uh, Canlan sports <laughs> out there. A few shows, but so like, I want to know about like, cause I never even asked you this. Like Guelph was like supposed to be like a kind of a tough series and you guys made light work of it. So like what happened there? Yeah, like a lot of people had it going like pretty late or like even Guelph taking taking that series. But uh, I don't know, we, we started at home and we've been good at home. Well, ever since I got traded there, we were good at home and we got off to a, a good start. Obviously, our goalie played sick, Tucker Tynan, first couple of games. And he kind of stood on his head there and we were we won like 5-1, 5 nothing, I think, something like that in the first two games. So we had a bunch of confidence. And then going into Guelph, we kind of knew they were going to push back in game three after losing like that in the first two games. And um they beat us that game by by a couple or a few so we were kind of on our heels then like 2-1 anything can happen because you're still in their barn and then we blew a 4-0 lead in game four to go to overtime and then we we wanted an overtime so that was a pretty deciding game that overtime um because if you lose that it's 2-2 anything can happen then and then once you won that it was I think game five was like five nothing six nothing yeah you guys you made quick work of that one. And then we had like, we, we were talking to cat, like going into the Sioux series and you uh, actually let's talk about the suspension quickly. So you get, you get a one gamer. Um, what even happened? Like just kind of explain the play for, for those. Well, of I don't even, I guess it was late in uh, late in game two. And I guess I was pretty frustrated. Everyone's kind of frustrated. Their goalie stopped like 55 shots, both games. So, and we lost both games. So I was kind of, I think, I guess I was pretty ticked off already. And then um, I was in the zone and it was like one second left and Drew had the puck and I just, I went to go kind of finish my check and he kind of turned and I also kind of hit him on the numbers and it didn't look good on on tape, but uh, yeah, just one game luckily. Yeah. The perfect storm just kind of all came together to decide that one. Is that your, that's your only suspension in the O, right? Yeah. First one in the O. And you only had one in minor hockey? Yeah, two suspensions in my life. And it was for the exact same play? Yeah, both hits from behind, both one <laughs> game, both in the second round of playoffs. Yeah. So there's your consistency. You found it. Yeah, there's my consistency. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> going back even, um, and then we'll bring it back to playoffs and stuff, I wanted to ask because uh, can we confirm, last time we had you on, you were still in Sudbury, right? Yeah, it was the start of the year, I think. Okay, so can we talk about the trade and, and just tell us what it's like going into a new locker room, like what that is for those who don't know, like um, how it all kind of went down going from Sudbury to the Sioux. Yeah, obviously there was lots of lots of rumors around the trade deadline uh, surrounding my name just because Sudbury was kind of young and, and looking on the outside of playoffs. So they uh, they needed to make a – somewhat of a move maybe or a couple moves to get some young players and some draft picks for their future. Um, but I had no idea where I was going really. There's like, obviously everyone sees that OHL insiders on Twitter and I had like 
probably five or six different teams that that was being mentioned there. And then I, the Sioux wasn't even on the radar at all until – and then I played a game in Oshawa the day before the deadline, and I got off the ice and I had a couple texts, and, and then my agent told me to call them and stuff. And then they said the Sioux, and I it, it caught me off guard at first because I was like, I didn't even know that was a possibility at all. And then um, – so that was a bit different just because when you're thinking of like five or six teams and then one you weren't even thinking about comes, it's a little different, but I was super pumped to be able to go there. Obviously I know Ryan O'Rourke, uh, me and cards, you know, him skate with him in the summer, kind of know a few of the other guys like Kalisti and Karen's from, from the past. And um, yeah, when I got there, it was pretty easy. I mean, good group of guys, older guys. It was fun. So what about mm-hmm. even, I mean, you guys, you must have had some beef or bad blood with a couple guys. Like, you've played those guys so many times in your career. Was, was there any awkward kind of handshakes introducing yourself? A little bit. I mean, uh, Savard's kind of a hard-nosed guy on their team, and uh, he was always in my face uh, asking me to fight, uh, try, just cross-checking me all the time. So I sat beside him in the room, though, when I first got there, so it was a little different. But uh, he was a, he's a great guy. He loves golf, so we had a lot in common, actually. But it's just funny. It's usually the guys that you hate on the ice that you get along with the most off the ice. That I was just about to say too, like, that's like the worst feeling though. Cause like you get traded to a team and the same thing happened with me. Cause you get, you go and you're like, man, like I said some pretty personal stuff to this guy on the ice. Like I <laughs> let him off pretty good. And then I have to go be like buddies. Them. It's like a bit. Uh, of fun. There's a couple of those. There's a yeah. couple. And we played them like five days before I got traded. We played them and it was like a heated game. Like I like, like I had probably three of the players asked me to fight. Like I had like a bunch of that going on and it was just like there five days later on their team battling with them. It's like, it's crazy. It's like, what's up fellas? We're boys now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then it turn, turns to Sudbury. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you got, uh, well, the guys you got traded for probably yipping you and stuff too. But um, this summer, busy summer coming up, um, as everyone knows, the World Juniors cancellation and rescheduled. So JT had the invite originally to camp and then was unfortunately not able to go due to COVID. So he'll get his second crack at it and knock on wood, should make the team. So are, how are you going to gear up and are you looking forward to that? And when is it? Yeah, I was pretty upset when I didn't get the opportunity in December to go. Once I found out that I have COVID, I was, you know, it's tough because you dream about that as a kid, right? You know, I didn't think I would have like – a second chance to make it or anything. So that was tough kind of because it was out of my control that I had COVID, our whole team had COVID and stuff. So it was, it was tough. But when I found out they were going to reschedule it and stuff, you know, it's just another opportunity. So I'd be lucky if I'm lucky enough to go to the camp or make that team. That'd be awesome. I'm just thinking about it now. I, and although it won't get the hype that it did in December, but uh, just for you and, and not just you, the other guys that are in your position too, like it's, it's more than just uh, like it, it's a milestone for life that you you thought you were gonna miss out on. Like it's pretty cool to hear about that. And I know our listeners and myself we're gonna be tuning in. What about uh, what's going on with like Tampa stuff? Like what are they saying to you these days? Um, like how are things going with that? Yeah, uh, I've been in pretty frequent contact with like their player development guys or or their GM. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that there, but pretty frequent contact with their GM. Um, and actually Syracuse lost tonight, so I'm not able to go to go to the HL uh, for the rest of the playoff run with them. That sucks. 
where because you you would have got to like spend some time in the A, which would have been sick for like gearing up for next year. Yeah, especially. But we have development camp coming up in in July, um, so at least get be able to see everyone there. Yeah. What do you think all. about Tampa's chances in the playoffs? I know you kind of gotta say good things, but if like, how do you? What do you think? Yeah, I watched a bit of the game today. They looked pretty good. They won three uh, one or four one against Florida tonight. So. I don't know. When Vasilevsky plays like he can, it's like I don't know how how they get beat. To be honest, there's a, there's a lot of a lot of clutch players on on that team that kind of step up. Like, and there's a pretty good trade that they made for that Nick Paul. Obviously, oh my god, he's uh, been nasty. Taking your Leafs down, Rask. I know. We already we already went through this on this episode. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, Raskin already had to like talk about it for a while, so he was getting pretty emotional. Honestly, the guys upset, and then. Just uh, just piling it on him tonight. Sorry, Rask. Just keeps happening, too, every year. And he has, like, seven beers in him right now, too. <laughs> he's drowning his sorrows of the Leafs oh, for the yeah. whole – he's on, like, a week-long just kind of cleanse to get that out of his mind, right, Rask? Yeah, we're we're focusing on uh, – we're on the Edmonton bandwagon now, I guess. I don't really care who wins now. but Hop on Tampa. Well, I can't – okay, actually, part of me wanted Tampa because then it's like if they win the Cup again, then it makes the Leafs look a lot better. Yeah, I think so too. All right, fine. The easy convincing for me. And now I'm on Tampa. Let's go. I'm just hopping yeah. around. That Cards makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. The Sharks just gearing up for next year. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I was – but if I was cheering for a team, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe a team like Florida – just because, like, they'd have so many first-time winners and Jumbo Joe would get a cup. should be good to see. Yeah. It would also be cool to see a Canadian team win it, though. Yeah. Like, I just – I don't know. I think Calgary, if anything, I don't think Edmonton can go that deep. We were just talking about it before. But I don't know. Who, who do you like in the Edmonton-Calgary series? I think Calgary as well. I mean, McDavid turns it on in that L.A. series a lot. But I feel like Calgary's a little deeper. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's yeah they're, cool. they're definitely deeper. I mean, every team's deeper than Edmonton at this point in the season, yeah. right? Like, they just they got McDavid though. Yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> you and, and you know what? Darnell Nurse is pretty nasty on D. Yeah, well, yeah. Do, do you have JT? Do you have a player comparable, like someone you kind of? If someone asks you, like, what you whether you model your game or someone you like, you know, you you watch and and think that you play like them. Do you have anyone? Yeah, I kind of. I watched Tyson Berry a lot when he was when he was in Toronto, uh, right-handed D, um, you know, skilled, played a lot of minutes, um, relied on late too, like winning or losing. So that's kind of a game, uh, player like in my draft year when people would ask, that's what I usually said. Cardsy, what about you? I don't know if we've ever asked you this one on the pod. Do you have one? Yeah, like uh, someone like Konechny or something like that, smaller guy, right-handed shot, just kind of gritty. But the reason JT compares himself to Barry is because he just – free apples on the paper working <laughs> David and the boys when he was, was doing that. I was half full on, I was half full on the power play yeah you guys oh my god let's talk about that how about your power play in the suit you guys were dominant all year um and then even in the playoffs I think you did pretty well no yeah I think we were clicking at like 30 30 or 35 percent um all year basically if you include both playoffs and wow and regular season we we had some like Rory, well, we had uh, obviously Dickinson uh, before the injury, and when Karenzi, a sick player, obviously 120 points. Um, his half wall work is pretty easy. He would throw some 
sauces like across the ice just land on my stick I just have to tap it in basically so it was pretty easy for me and and Rorky I think just kind of getting some apples but Mm -hmm. yeah you know what's weird cards um the Sioux power play their percentage was not nearly that high until O'Rourke, Karens, and JT all came on the podcast, and now it's at over thirty <laughs> percent. I don't. I don't that, <laughs> That's true. It was, it was actually at a league low thirteen percent, and then it just dropped <laughs> to thirty five right after that. But no, nah, like, like I won't keep you too long. But last kind of question I have anyway: What's the bus ride from Flint home like? It, it's pretty long bus ride. Like after you guys are knocked out and stuff, and then. Actually, what'd you guys do in the days following to kind of wrap up the year? Yeah, I think I think it's like four hours, one, four or five, uh, through through Michigan there. But I mean, once it's over, it's over. I think like we kind of just had a good time. Like all the guys who were graduating just at the back, like just shooting the shit, um, just like talking about kind of like stories from our career and stuff. Just having a good time. Um, obviously, embracing the last bus ride of uh, of our careers, and then we got back. At like 3 a.m. that night so nothing that night and then on Sunday we like eight of us went played golf all day and then I went to a buddy's uh Savard's uh billet house and just had like a bonfire as a team and then most of the guys left today or yesterday it makes me sad hearing about it every time at the end of the year it's it's like sad times I saw that picture you guys were posting on the stories in the back of the bus and I yeah you always feel for those graduating players especially ones that don't know where they're going to be next year like at least a guy like you, you know, you know, you're going to be moving on in your career and stuff, but some people don't know where it's going to go. So, um, I, I don't have anything else cards. If unless Rass, you, do it, do a quick this or that before we wrap it up. Off the top, okay. I, I always suck at I this. Already did it this or that. Yeah, I, get I, I'm top. bad on the top of my head. Okay, fire me up. Okay, let's go with uh, axe or old spice. <laughs> old spice, okay. Um, cats or dogs. Dogs. Blue Jays or Argos? Blue Jays. Um, <laughs> uh, Sudbury or Sioux? I know. Not picking. <laughs> Northern. Um, oh, man. Vanilla or chocolate ice cream? Vanilla. Rask, okay. I got one for you right now. Beers or water? <laughs> Sounds like you need a couple waters, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the Sleemans and Guelph is different, man. Um, but, uh, okay, um, soft One cookies more. or hard cookies? What? You know, like a, like a soft cookie or hard cookie? <laughs> it's a hard cookie soft. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, uh, well, and if it's hard, Rask, you have to just get in the milk. Or, no, actually, you know what's kind of... everywhere. Yeah, you know, it's actually kind of gross, but, like, it kind of works. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever done it. So, like, you get, all, like, a hard cookie, you just take a bite, and then you get some water in your mouth, swish it around, and it <laughs> melts it down, and it makes it a soft. Uh, That's no. gross. Yeah, it's no, greasy, okay. but it works. It works to a T. Okay, let me let me think of one more here. Um, Make it a good one. Oh, I thought the Old Spice Axe one was pretty good. Um, okay, Tell how about – uh, Make a golf one. Okay, yeah. pound pound driver or lay in a beauty chip within a foot. Pound driver. JT's yeah. all cards. Driver. Look at this. Look at this. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's see it. New clubs. Let me see the stamps. Oh, that's actually nasty. And it has the multicolor things on the thing too. 
Yeah, they're they're nice. And I got the driver here. Sick driver, but I might sell it. So you, so you're in the mix when you so when are you back actually? Uh Thursday. Okay, I'll have a tea time booked for you Friday morning and we'll we'll uh we'll get out there and hit the links. But I, I think that's it from me. Rask, what do you got? No, it's just always nice catching up. The the most uh the third time appearance on the Showbound podcast. We both appreciate you coming on here today, JT, and taking the time. And uh, we'll see you on Friday, buddy. Okay. Nice for having me. See you, boys. Thanks, JT. Always nice. Now, our, our most, um, what's the, what's it called? You, I don't know. Our, our most frequent guest on the podcast. Yeah. Now with three. Um, yeah. Three well, appearances. It's hard not to have a guy on who's absolutely lit up the playoffs like that. And it was good to hear about, like, just the playoffs and kind of his mindset and everything crazy that went down in those series and stuff like that. But, and I also yeah. like having repeat guests on, and I think the fans do too, because you get to know the guy more, they get more comfortable. Um, but it, it's just cooler. Like, and there's always new things to talk about. It's not like we're hammering home the same stuff, but um, it's, it's always cool. I think getting a, a repeat guest and, you know, like you said, he kind of left us without a choice the way he's been playing. Um, <laughs> but uh, I know you got a couple things to talk about that i have no clue what to say for yeah um <laughs> exactly i mean we got the pga championship so i know everybody's just gonna be talking about tiger this week and tiger's back in action for the first time since the masters so i'm pumped man like anytime there's a major in golf like it just fires me up and if you're not a golf fan stick around because we're going to talk about basketball for a little bit quickly after this before we wrap it up but I just, I just want to say, like, they don't have too many, like, events at Southern Hills, the course it's at. Tigers won here. It could be the week that he does it if he ever could. Um, it's such a tough challenge in golf. So, I know you don't follow it too much, but let's hear your prediction for this week's PGA Championship. I'm going Colin Morikawa. Okay. I like it a lot, actually. And, dude, in case, like, I don't know if you heard, you probably haven't heard yet, but Tiger is playing with Rory and Jordan Spieth. Think about like the galleries following that group. Yeah, that's like, sick. It'll almost be like how many people like watch you when you hit the first tee. Just like everybody wants to follow you and see how you shoot, right? So I, I was at, when I was golfing today. Okay, I, <laughs> I crumbled <laughs> the, the the like greenskeeper, whatever. Like the guy mowing the tee box. Like you know, we come in and he gets off and he waits for us to tee off and. I was, I was hitting it. I was hitting it great. And the second he's watching me, the second one person's watching me, I shank one. Like, I don't even know. I topped it or whatever I did. It was just the, the worst shot of the day. And of course I re cause I was like, screw that and shank another one. This one went in the water and this one person, I'll take one person to watch me and I crumble. <laughs> it's almost like when we got the, got the camera crew on you there, but actually dude, this just brought to my mind. So at our, at our course, like you've played there and stuff. So we have um, like foxes wheel around and stuff like that. And there, there's also this big wolf. So there's like a, a legit wolf and I'm playing today and I had a great drive on a par five, 15 and I, I'm pumped. Like I hit it down the middle, whatever. I got like less than 200 yards into the par five. So I'm like, I'm, I'm perfect. And this wolf comes out of the, out of the woods and he's legit like 15 yards ahead of me. And I'm like, he's not moving. This thing ain't scared of me. I'm not running after a wolf either to chase him off. So I'm like, 
I got to hit this ball. Like, I just got to hit it and we got to get out of here. So he's like right in my sight line, like right. I got to hit right over him. And sure enough, I take it back. And I'm, I'm scared right now. Like, I'm like, dude, like, I don't know. Like my eyes on the ball. Like, am I supposed to be looking at the wolf? Like, what am I going to do if it attacks me? Like, oh my gosh. So I hit it, whistles right over his head. And then sure enough, he goes scurrying back into the bush. But man, my heart was pounding. Like wolves are like vicious animals. That yeah, would have been dude. That would have been golf clubs if you need them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like no, no animal abuse. But like, if I was getting attacked by a wolf, I mean, that would that would have been insane, dude. Like, and I've heard like stories about that. But I, I'm a pretty big dude. I mean, I don't know if they like only go after like. I don't know what they go after, to be honest. And it was a one-man t- tip for everybody, though. When whenever you're in the wild, for wolves, bears, whatever situation, you want to act big. Like put your hands up in the air and act bigger than you are. Make a loud noise. Like they're they're more scared of you if you act bigger than them. Yeah, I like that. So everyone take that one home and uh, <laughs> and utilize it if you need to. But back to back to the PGA Championship. Uh, I'll make my pick now. Um, I want Tiger more than anything, but my pick is Jordan Spieth came into form with a second place in Texas last week. So I think he has a great chance of winning this week. And I, I think he's, he, he's trending in the right direction, especially with the win a couple, couple weeks back now. Um, and NBA playoffs, there is four teams left standing. Can you name the four teams? Uh, is Philly still in it? Philly is not. <laughs> uh miami okay <laughs> miami boston oh i knew i knew boston golden state and dallas okay i'm picking golden state because i love chef curry okay yeah me too i i think they're like man they, they had that little lull where like guys were hurt clay was out like just everything wasn't aligned up and now that that core super team plus like jordan pool like unbelievable and they added wiggins like they're ready to win again and they're yeah. playing really well. And I think like, unless Doncic does something absolutely crazy for the Mavs, I think it's their series. And then I think they walk over whoever comes out of the East, but I mean, that's just my opinion. And uh, that's that. Right. So I, I, you're on the bandwagon too. And go G state. Yeah, man. And uh, I guess with, with that said, it's, it's been fun. You want to wrap it up? Yeah, I mean, the weather hasn't been too much to complain about. A little bit of rain yesterday and a little bit of a dip in temperature. So, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask for some good weather because we have May 2-4 weekend, a big celebration for Victoria Day, Queen Victoria. Um, and everybody wants good weather for this, to go to the cottage, do water sports, go golfing, just hang out outside. So, please, God, the Showbound podcast has made a uh, firm request that uh, – you can you can turn the forecast around and and change what we're seeing on our little app when we look and see thunderstorms so let's get 25 and sun for this weekend and uh we'll be back with another episode next week 